0: You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Paul Stone as we are done with the regular season minus Army Navy, and we're ready for championship weekend. So, rivalry weekend had a lot of things going on. Seven double digit favorites winning outright. Paul, have you heard the sportsbook managers complaining about those multi leg college football money line parlays? Have you heard? I'm here at crickets, Paul. <laughs> I mean, they are busting those up at a uh historic rate uh this year, and that's for a, another conversation for another day. but we're trying to see if it's just coincidental or if it's transfer portal, if it's NIL, just exactly what it is. so uh it's been it, it's been fun that we've had this competitive balance uh, in college football, so let's move on and let's start off with Friday night and it is the Pac-12 championship game. The Pac-12 has a lot at stake, trying to get back in the party in the college football playoff for the first time in a while. They only have one win total. That's when uh, Oregon beat Jameis Winston for his only college loss ever in the semifinals before they lost in a championship to Ohio State. USC opened up two. It's up to three uh, in Las Vegas over the Utah Utes, a rematch of that one-point game at uh, in Salt Lake City.
1: Right, as you mentioned, Jimmy, we have a a rematch uh, Friday night in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Utah defeating uh, USC 43-42 in the first meeting in Salt Lake City when Cameron Rising uh, scampered home on a two-point conversion with uh, under a minute to go, I believe. Uh, Cal Whittingham in that game electing to go for the victory uh, rather than simply force overtime. So Utah won the first round, uh, one of the better games in the regular season of college football, That was a very emotional game for Utah. Uh, They were dedicating that game to their uh, fallen teammates, Ty Jordan and Aaron Lowe. Utah actually trailed in that game by 14 points in both the first and the second quarters. So they expended a lot of emotional energy in a very emotionally charged game, end up with the victory. In that game, uh, one of their tight ends, Brant Keithy, unfortunately lost early in the year But they have two great tight ends, and Dalton Kincaid came up huge against the Trojans in that victory. 16 catches for 234 yards and a touchdown against USC. One of the best single-game performances by any player this season, in my opinion. But Kincaid left last Saturday's game against Colorado with an unspecified injury. Uh, Cal Winningham has said he expects him to play. More problematic than that, I think, for Utah is the status of cornerback Clark Phillips. He didn't play last week either at Colorado. I think he's going to, you know, if he plays, he's going to be something less than 100%. He's a guy that draft analysts are projecting as a first round pick in the 20, a possible first round pick, I should say, in the 2023 uh, NFL draft. Obviously, going up against the likes of Caleb Williams, uh, Jordan Addison, and the other components of that. A high octane USC offense. They need all hands on deck. But I think USC, I think they get it done. I think they get revenge. I think they win by more than three points Friday in Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the uh, uh the two touchdown deficit. That was three times in the game, fourteen nothing, twenty one seven, and twenty eight fourteen. Uh and when they finally scored, did Utah well, they led for a whopping 51 seconds. That's all they led in that game. And they were f- constantly fighting back, fighting back, fighting back. And they were down to their last play several times to the point where the two-point conversion, which was pretty well defended by USC, Rising made a play on his own uh, with his feet. But also before that, three for three on fourth downs. So, I mean, razor-thin margin. Um Make a strong case that USC probably should have won that game. They had multiple opportunities. So we will see uh, in Las Vegas. As first time they bu- uh, broken up the divisions, these are two teams both from the Pac-12 South that will be participating in the conference championship game. Uh, let's go to the Mountain West Conference. And, you know, Air Force was a big pick for us. We got by on at over 8.5 in our conference preview. Uh, we also... There, there were some other – that Utah State was the uh, reigning champion and some other uh, contenders. And then Boise State on that ugly Friday night in El Paso shook things up. Changed quarterbacks. Bachmeyer transfers out. Derek Cutter, old guy, uh, old uh, coach for uh, uh, the Broncos, comes in and calls plays. And then for Fresno State, Tedford makes his return there. And Jay Kaner, his health, a major factor whether or not he's in a lineup or not. Uh, order has been restored in the Mountain West. It's Boise and Fresno, again, on the Smurf turf. The Broncos are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home.
1: Yeah, like you touched on, uh, Jimmy, Jay Kaner missed about half the season this year. Uh, he returned five games ago. Fresno, clearly a different team with Jay Kaner under uh, center. He's played a lot of football there for the Bulldogs uh, in the last five games since his return from injury. Uh, he's averaged 316 yards a game passing with a 13 to 2 uh, touchdown to interception ratio. Didn't even really have to throw the ball much this past week in a 30 to 0 victory over Wyoming, or that total would be even higher. Uh, Boise did beat Fresno 40 to 20 uh, on the blue turf back on October 9th, but important to note that was one of the games that Hayner uh, missed, and in that game, Fresno's backup quarterback Logan Fight through uh, two ill-timed interceptions in the fourth quarter. That game was actually tied at 20 late in the third quarter. This Fresno State team, I I think they've got a big effort in them. Earlier this year at home against Oregon State in a back-and-forth game, they lost to the Beavers 35-32, but I think Oregon State's a legitimate top-20 team in that game against a really good Oregon State defense. Uh, Fresno State, 492 total yards. Hainer passed for 360. Fresno State doesn't have to win the game on Saturday afternoon for us to get the money. They just have to keep it close. I like Fresno State plus three and a half over Boise.
0: Hainer in his last four games, also 10 TDs, no interceptions, uh, taking snaps uh, for the Bulldogs. And uh, in those five games, since he came back on October 29th, after missing a little over a month, uh four of the five, he's thrown for over 300. they got to put the brakes on against Wyoming uh, with uh, you know not throwing the ball as much and throwing for just 183 against some soft coverage uh, by the Wyoming Cowboys. All right, the Big 12, boy, they just keep waiting for this team to fall out of their tree, but they just don't do it, and they didn't need any dramatics this time. They destroyed a team that is not as good as they've been in uh, Matt Campbell's Iowa State Cyclones, But, man, they don't get blown out, and they don't blow out anybody. They play tight games. Was not the case Saturday in Fort Worth as they blew the doors off of the Cyclones getting out. Early Again, now big early and just cruising to an easy victory. Now the rematch in that game where um, TCU was down 28-10 to 10 and then held Kansas State scoreless for the last 39 minutes of the game. Both quarterbacks went out for a little bit in that game, but uh, they did return. Now the Horned Frogs, do they have a game to play with here? Can they win and still be in? Well, we will see, but TCU is two-and-a-half-point favorites in the rematch over K-State.
1: You know, Jimmy, first of all, a lot of people uh, who I consider to be in the know uh, believe that Georgia, Michigan, and even TCU can lose this weekend and still make the college football playoff. I think Georgia and Michigan are safe. I think TCU, uh, you know, they, they probably need to win just to uh, just to be sure they don't give the – the committee any uh, different ideas although they could get in with a loss fair to say this year TCU has been at least somewhat disrespected uh, throughout the year by the line maker even after ascending up the polls all the way to the top uh, five when they went to Austin they were getting seven points Uh, went on to beat the uh, the Longhorns a few weeks ago on a Saturday night and while some uh, perhaps have failed to give the Frogs their uh, their just due all they do is keep winning on the scoreboard and winning at the window. Obviously, 12-0 on the season. Uh, they've answered every challenge, 9-2-1 and one this year against the spread versus wow. the closing number. Again, one victory away from a certain spot in the college football uh, 14 playoff. All they have to do now, and it's a big task, but they just have to travel 20 miles from their campus in Fort Worth uh, to Jerry's World there in Arlington and defeat a Kansas State team that took down six weeks ago there in uh, Fort Worth. Uh, Kansas State did have some injury problems, losing Adrian Martinez, and then Will Howard went out. Um, Will Howard, I'll say this, no question, he's a better quarterback today than he was then. He kind of flipped the switch since that loss to TCU. He is very, very capable. Sounds like Martinez is going to be available, but Howard will get the start. Sounds like there might be at least some packages for Adrian Peterson, uh, or Adrian Peterson. He runs like Adrian Peterson, but he is Adrian (laughs) Martinez. Uh, Sounds like there might be some packages for Martinez uh, against the Horned Frogs on Saturday. I think sometimes, Jimmy, we make this handicapping puzzle harder than it has to be, more difficult than it has to be. TCU keeps playing games. They keep winning games. They keep beating the number. I'll take TCU minus 2.5 over Kansas State.
0: How about beating the number when we did those college football previews? The win total for TCU this year? Six and a half. They eclipsed it by five and a half. There are easy covers. And when you're debating who should get the uh, the national coach of the year, man, when you when you uh when you outdo it. Keep in mind Lincoln Riley and USC had a bit pretty big high win total. Now they had a great season. He's done an unbelievable job, but to uh to beat it by five and a half, nobody. Uh, has done that TCU minus two and a half and I'll take it a step further I think it's important also that if TCU loses at a field goal at the end or if they get say let's say 2003 Big 12 championship and Darren Sproles beats Oklahoma 35-7 and Oklahoma still gotten a national title game against uh, LSU and that's when USC was left out I don't think they could survive that so I think it's also maybe if they do lose how do they lose and we'll see uh, about that. So TCU, and you got to love the committee, huh, Paul? Alabama and Ohio State are done playing games. Ohio State's five and Alabama six, but this is not set set in stone. Huh? (laughs) I mean, really? I mean, they're done playing games. This team's ranked ahead of them, but it's not set in stone. Yeah, lady love. We could go on and on uh, forever. Paul is 22 16 and 2 on the season. Another winning week last week at uh, 2 and 1. So, again, a profitable season, again, for one of the most respected college football handicappers uh, in the land. Another profitable season uh, for Paul Stone. Again, follow him at Paul Stone Sports. TCU minus 2.5, Fresno plus 3.5, and, and USC minus 3 on Friday night in the Pac twelve championship game. Enjoyed it, Paul. We'll be back in poll season after the Army Navy week off for Paul Stone. I'm Jimmy Ott on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Pet Rivers Network.